The Suicide Squad. Yes, The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. Don't worry, it confuses a lot of people. Is a brand new DC Comics movie directed by James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy fame. But is this Task Force excellent? Or should we not get too attached? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Pop Score. In the same room! Oh my god! Pop School and the Fans Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today, in the same room, we are going to be talking about The Suicide Squad. Who would have thought this would have been our return episode? Who knew? Who knew? We're back in the, the, the Fortress of Doom, which is we good. Are. The, we are. Back. We have a new Fortress of Doom to go to soon. soon. <laughs> Basically, the world is conspiring against me from touching a PS5, which yeah. lives at Mike's house, yep. and today was going to be that day. But if anyone knows what the Aston Expressway is, you'll know why <laughs> I wasn't done. I was fucked by the same motorway twice in the space of eight hours. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but speaking of being fucked, Suicide Squad. Excuse what? Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a segue enough. Because they're fucked. Because they're in the Suicide Squad. Oh, well, and you get it. Um... And if you talk to James Gunn about what this movie is, you too might be a bit fucked. Because is it a reboot, James? We were just having a good time. This is a sequel, James. We got a great opportunity to make a cool movie. James, I need the details. This this franchise has continuity, James. We're taking like an X-Men approach to it, you know, just just do what feels right. So it's fucked then, is it, James? And then James Winston comes says, What's the Joker? <laughs> oh, he's got us there. Uh, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> On we go. Uh, it, it is an interesting beast because it is not like the Joker in the sense that it's not an Elseworld story that we know of. Mm. It seems to be playing off at least your knowledge of the 2016, if we have to discuss it, Suicide Squad. Again, not the Suicide Squad, that's this movie, um, because of some returning characters. Four in total, I think. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Captain Rick, Boomerang. Captain Boomerang, Rick, Rick Flag, Flag, Amanda Waller. That's about it, isn't it? No Joker, no El yeah. Diablo, no, no Slipknot. He's dead. Uh... A man who could climb anything, just the worst, <laughs> the worst fucking power. Um, no Killer Croc, no, no. Enchantress. no. Why do I remember certain... No, her soul traps the swords of the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Fucking hell. Katana. Katana? Yeah, yeah okay. Um, um, we reviewed that movie kind of middlingly, and I look back on that as one of our darkest hours that we didn't recognise that for the piece of shit it was out the I gate. I think we were just so hyped on just superhero movies <laughs> that like, everything was going to It's work. not Batman versus Superman. <laughs> exactly. So by comparison, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hashtag release the air cut can... Mm. We don't need it. We don't need it. Hey, release the Snyder cut had a chance of being good <laughs> and it was a four-hour film that I don't know where the extra two hours came from. So I feel like we've already spunked out one chance to do a direct cut. It didn't work. So we're not going to do that again. Um, I was trying to think of a fun analogy the one I got closest with that doesn't work is the Suicide Squad is to Suicide Squad what the Wolverine is to Wolverine. It doesn't work, does it? Well, you could say what the Wolverine is to X Men. 
But I was trying to keep the same words. Uh, but then it's it's not Wolverine, is it? It's X Men Origins Wolverine. You could say what in... Logan is to the Wolverine. I don't fucking. Know. I don't know. I was trying to think of an analogy, and I couldn't think of one. But I, I put some effort into that, so I didn't want it to be a sunk cost fallacy. So <laughs> I've said it now. Um, but we don't actually know our opinions of this. We, we watched don't. it separately. I thought for all the world I was going to have to watch it with you. I didn't think I was going to be able to convince the fiancé to watch The Suicide Dude, Squad. same. But <laughs> apparently Harley Quinn has her pull. Right? Who knew? Unbelievably big pull. Considering the fact, and I should have clocked this earlier, because the missus loved Birds of Prey, which oh. was a thoroughly middling to bad movie. Just there. Just like, I guess Harley Quinn's cool. Featuring some other people. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That, was that the... may have been the title they eventually changed it to. It changed <laughs> like four times in a week, so who yeah. knows? Who knows? They might even pick up Live, Die, Repeat. I've heard that's going. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the Harley Quinn poll is real. It is It is not to be trifled with because it gets fucking people who don't like comic book movies into comic book movies. Right? Unreal. I don't... You know what? Can we open with Harley? We can. Or do you want to... Overall impressions of the film. Because really you said it. you had thought. Okay, you had thoughts. I thought that meant you didn't like it. No, I, normally when I have thoughts, it is a bad thing. It was um, a red herring. Well done, Michael. Yeah, um, much like the opening of the. I'm, I'm not going to get into it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, yeah, I also liked it for the most part. Um, some things I might question about it, and I felt there was a little, a little bit of like, not clock watching, but sometimes a bit like. I kind of feel like I know where we're going with this, mm. and we're just kind of slowly trudging there near the end. It, it does feel like there is a mandate to make these things two hours minimum now. I didn't feel that was necessary. No. Especially one one that's so like over-the-top and balmy and action-filled. You could have probably shaved a good 15 out of this, I think. Um, and what was there, like, you know, some of the filler stuff, I don't really think added to it overall. But yeah, I would say good. But I need to open my Harley Quinn. Okay. So... The character I can then most liken her to, and this is probably not going to go down well, because again, she's a very popular character with certain, you know, um, women. Uh, <laughs> certain women. Most women. Most women. Certainly um, our wives, at the very least. Yeah, with, certain, <laughs> with certain parts of the audience, obviously she's a big pull, so fair enough. But And I do think that uh, Margot Robbie does a good job again. Yep. She's kind of approaching that, like, Pirates of the Caribbean 4 and 5 Jack Sparrow level. You think? Where I'm like... It's like it's so stagnant mm. that the problem is you have to put her in there as like a prominent character because obviously she's the big pull. So she has to go through some type of arc during the story. Mm. And because she's the protagonist and they want her to become more of like, you know, a good person overall, it feels like we go through a whole movie and all three she's been in, you can say this off. We go through a whole movie of stuff to make her better and more well rounded. And then, but because we need that character to be the same in order to get that audience back in, we then need her to basically revert back to type and do it all yeah, over like again. The second the next movie starts, she's still a bad guy and yeah. has learned nothing. And exactly, I feel like that's much of a problem of of her changing hands with directors without there actually being any consistency between those films. Because yeah. this this ain't a Birds of Prey sequel, and it sure as shit ain't a Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad twenty sixteen. Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. Oh, no. uh, it, it's it's not really a sequel, if no. I was evaluating, but it certainly trades on your knowledge of A, the setup, B, the returning characters, and C, the returning characters knowing each other enough yeah. to, re- to be a quasi-sequel. DC, I know DC's thing is like, we don't do the Marvel thing anymore. 
but I need a bit of a through line. Help me out here, guys. Well, this thing, I think it's such like a malign movie that I think that's okay. Mm. If it was more beloved, I think people would be more annoyed. But I can see your point. Like, not only do audiences expect that same Harley Quinn to come back, no matter what progress was proven made. Again, we've like Jack Sparrow becoming more heroic by the end of each film, and then, but we need wacky Jack back, so we're just going to fucking revert him back. It's also, I presume, the, the directors want to play with that version of Harley mm. and do their own arc with where they... Because, like, most... I am kind of jumping a bit here, but all those people who grew up in the 90s with Harley in the Batman cartoon are all a little bit in love with that Harley Quinn and want to do their little arc with her Yeah, to, to get them where they think that character ideally should be as a good person. So, I get it. It just feels like, like she's still fun, but it's really starting to grate on me a little bit. Like, mm. you ended... Birds of Prey and she's not like completely reformed but you feel like she's in a better place and then it's just like offhand comment at the start of this like oh I had a bout of road rage in a bank <laughs> and that's it yeah so she's back in jail now yeah and it's 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 yeah, it's starting to grate on me a little bit and I think that's going to kind of wear it it's welcome in the long run mm. that you can't, you haven't found a way to kind of helpfully grow the character that still keeps all the stuff you like but also feels like we are at least making forward progress this isn't just She's over the Joker and has changed some of her tattoos. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, still, Margot Robbie does a good job. I'm sure she'll be back again because she said she's happy to play this whenever they ask her to. So, fucking fantastic. I but, mean, she is approaching a Wolverine situation where it is going to be difficult to even think about recasting. I would have thought so, yeah. yeah. That's a very good point. But she, thankfully, doesn't tend to steal focus in this. She's not got the A plot, considering no. that she's probably the biggest name on the poster. Which is mad. Maybe it was a... Because I imagine they had to film these quite close to each other, this and Birds of Prey, considering mm. there's only, um, what, a year and a half between them. But I think Suicide Squad was scheduled for... Was it always scheduled for this year? Or was I it think it was. I think it was... Oh, now that is a question. This mm. might have been a bump, because Batman... The, the Batman, not the Batman. Batman not no, you know, I'm gonna, this is DC's thing now, isn't it? You don't do twos, you do the. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the the at the end, like a comma, so I know it's the second one. Um, Batman, the versus the super. <laughs> <laughs> it looks more and more like a legal document the further <laughs> you get down the timeline. No, the, the, the Robert Pattinson's The Batman yes. was going to be out this year. Right. And now that's out next year, even though okay. that's... Didn't the filming stop on that like three times in a fucking row? Basically, yeah. That film's cursed. It seems it. But I imagine they had to film it relatively close together. So maybe she's like, look, I'm starring in this one. I particularly want to have to star in two movies doing, you know, what is a very over-the-top character and lots of action scenes back-to-back. So I'll have a smaller plot in this one so we can focus on other characters. Mm. So, Or again, maybe that was James Gunn. Because apparently they gave him free reign. Like, I imagine they said... You can't kill Harley. That's the only one you're not allowed to kill. Mm. But everyone else is fair game. And boy, how does he go to turn on that? We'll get to that in a second. Sure does. But, um, yeah, thankfully, the A-plot is actually saved for um, the what, the ones we see on the poster, mm. uh, which is Bloodsport. Yep. Uh, Peacemaker. Yep. King Shark. Yep. Ratcatcher 2. Yep. And a Polka Dot Man. Any particular order you want to speak about, though? Let's things? start with Bloodsport, because oh, okay. here's where I thought we were going to have problems. Mm. Idris Elba and comic book movies do not go together. Um, he's had a falling out with Marvel over the mistreatment, quoted mistreatment, of Heindal. You were just bored to be there, Yeah, like, and they kept bringing you back. That's not mistreatment. Yeah, they kept necessarily. giving you work, Idris. What do you want? They gave you money for fuck's sake. <laughs> so that was like, I thought that was, well, he's not going to put anything into this. He's just cashing a check. 
I was surprised at how good he actually was. And not only the sense of, I'm surprised he actually brought something new and interesting to the role, I'm surprised that they even gave this character such a complex relationship with other characters. Mm. I thought this was very much going to be a, we couldn't get Will Smith back role. But it kind of isn't. They do something a lot more interesting than fucking, you know. It is very similar, don't get me wrong. Like, the whole driving force of Deadshot being in 2016 Suicide Squad was... If I do this, I get to go home to my daughter. Yeah. Whereas with this one, it's if I do this, my daughter doesn't get put in prison. So yeah, it's a variation on a theme. But it's cool to see him have horrific relationships with everybody, including his daughter, from the get-go. You're not wrong. I think the only thing I think it was missing... Which, remember in the first Suicide Squad movie? Hmm. Like, not that I give a lot of praise for that. But I did actually like the scenes of the villains being captured hmm. to like kind of flesh out their backstory. I would have liked to have seen that because, like, the reason he's in there is because he shot crypt, uh, Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Mm. Now, obviously, there's a bit of a problem at the moment <laughs> with getting uh, Henry Cavill Henry Cavill in to play Superman. They're a bit of a fucking Mexican standoff at the second, so yeah. maybe that's why that didn't get it. And also, he's Geralt still, and that. So, I mean, they covered a mustache. I'm sure white hair won't be too much of a problem. <laughs> they did the mustache just fine. Um, <laughs> His entire head is just one big lip. <laughs> 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 did you see on the big on the Warner Bros studio they've got like a big picture of all their super, DC superheroes and they're still going to Wonder Woman and uh, Jason Mowers um, Aquaman they have replaced uh, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill already and put back uh, Michael Keaton and uh, Christopher Reeves oh wow yeah 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 so they've literally like <laughs> stripped them like you thought Barcelona would be quick to strip Messi off the fucking stage <laughs> the next day not off you go these were always Superman and Batman. Look forward to the Flash movie where they're probably both... Well, Henry... Henry uh, uh, yeah, Christopher Reeve Chris probably Reeves ain't coming back. Yeah, yeah, no, That's going to be an interesting cameo if it does happen. <laughs> I still think they could have done... They could do a scene in Flashpoint. I'm stealing this from Movie Bob. Um, where, like, he goes... He runs into another universe. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's Christopher Reeve, um, uh, Adam West, and... Um, oh, shit. What was the name of the woman who played... Wonder oh, Woman Linda... Linda Carter? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, like those three. And they like ADR some dialogue and it's like, don't worry, so it's like proper like... Ooh. And then he's like out there quick and it's just like a, like a composite shot of the three of them. That would be fucking cool. That would be really nice. So I have hope for the Flash movie even though it's probably going to suck. Oh, and it's got a human in it. Yeah. Um, where was I? <laughs> we were talking about Idris. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's, he's, he's more likeable than Deadshot was. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I really appreciate this movie for? Uh, and I don't think people outside this country will get it. It has a very British sensibility about swearing. Yes. That works real well. Yeah. There is a fucking gold standard on oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. this. You just don't get in Hollywood movies. Yeah. Just, mm, uh, beautiful. So It does feel like he was allowed to put his stamp on Bloodsport. Yes. Which I really appreciate. Yeah, the... We're all going to die. Oh, for fuck's sake. Exactly. And you see it in the trailer and you're like, that's a British character. (laughs) It's beautiful. I also think, like, his weaponry is really cool. Like, Deadshot is just the fucking wrist gauntlet things. Mm. But, like, Bloodsport thing is, like, his entire armour is guns. Mm. And he can, like, take parts of it off and, like, fucking mesh them together to, like, transform into bigger guns. That was really dope. He's basically Lego Cannon Man. And it's pretty great. 
It kind of is. Yeah, he's like Metal Beard from the fucking Super and the Lego movie. Oh my god, he's Metal Beard. <laughs> you can just fucking tell him it's just. Oh, I really appreciated that. That yeah. was a really cool design sense. Again, it would have been nice to see how he got that suit because we don't really get a lot about it. And the helmet's not really explained with the kind of like the skeletal jaw. Right? Just kind of happens. Yeah. And it's not like it's ripped from the books. He don't look like that in the books. He's a black guy in a red bandana in the books. So like, it's not a thing. He takes it off a fair amount. He's barely in it. So yeah. fair enough. He couldn't steal any fucking um, shine away from the actual helmet of the fucking... Show that that's really. true. Okay, we have to talk about Big Match John. As we all know, <laughs> Johnny Workrate. Me and Johnny Workrate have a fucking interesting and complicated backstory <laughs> because it's very rare that you have an actor, which he kind of is now. Mm. He did come back, like, like, you know, and he tell that's part of the story. So I spent a good decade of my life really hating John Cena. Like, He's boring. He, he wins, wins all, all the time. time. Exactly. It's just fucking dirt worse, and he ruined one of my favourite things for a good while. But then, <laughs> then he went, he, he, once his time at the top was done in wrestling, and he went down a notch, all of a sudden he became much more interesting. He's working with new guys, he was having fucking great 20-minute matches every week, and it was brilliant. And then he went away. He got deleted by The Fiend uh, at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. The Fiend's been released by the WWE. He no longer works there. Oh, no. Yeah, it's fucking miserable. Wasn't he, like, the one interesting character yes. they had? Yes. And they refuse to use Shinsuke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you all about it in a year-end wrap-up. You thought last year's rant was bad. <laughs> you don't know. Um, <laughs> you have no idea. Um, <laughs> so he went away for a while. He, he um, From WrestleMania, whatever it was, the year before last, he came back with like two weeks to go until Suicide Squad came out. At the end, oh, Money in the Bank, right? To challenge Roman Reigns. He's fucking successor as the the big guy of the company mm. I spent all that time hating him but when I heard <laughs> word like little Mark Darren so happy to see that fucking jean short wearing doofus fucking run out there like fucking like Captain America basically just there like, oh he's back it's wonderful so I have a very complicated opinion of John Cena the wrestler John Cena the actor on the other hand has a pretty much clean bill of health. He's been good in everything he's been in. Even like shitty movies he's in. Yeah, like, like Blockers. S- blockers is actually quite good. I wasn't a fan, but I he was good blockers. in it. Have you seen Sisters? No. The, um, uh, what, Amy Fowler and uh, Tina Fey sister comedy thing. Okay. He plays the drug dealer in that. He's really fucking funny in it. <laughs> so I was really happy when they cast him. I always thought he should have been Shazam. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Because they've cast The Rock as Black Adam. Yeah. So you can do fucking that yeah. again. Um, but they, they've gone with Peacemaker. And it works so well. Like, they described it as the douchey bro Captain America in the in the promo material. Mm-hmm. It fits. It, it, it really works. Does. And his beacon of hope helmet is just... Fuck it. it! It looks. It's that you know the dial of like if something is so shit, it actually comes round to being good again. Yes. It's right there. He wore that full costume to the premiere, <laughs> helmet and all, looking like a helmet whilst doing so. But still, um, <laughs> this is the other thing I like about casting wrestlers and things. 
You don't realise how big they are until they're stood next to normal human beings. Yes. And you see the size of that man's fucking biceps. And <laughs> um, like, he could just crush Rick Flagg's head like fucking that if he wanted to. He and went on uh, He went on Fallon in the costume yeah. with Margot Robbie, who is obviously quite a sprightly young lady, yes. and James Gunn, who's a normal-sized human, who looked like a fucking midget compared to him. He's fucking, like, he's... His biceps were bigger than anybody in the room's legs. They make no sense. The man is the same age as John Oliver. That's a head fuck. Yes. Um, So I'm well happy it worked. This is a perfect, like, fucking character for him. I'm so happy we're getting an HBO series. Yeah. James Gunn is apparently, has wrote most of the episode and he's executive producing and directing some of the episodes. Yeah, he's executive producer for the run. I think he wrote all of them. Mm. And he's directing five out of eight. Son of a bitch. Because this is going to be a really fun character going forward. Yeah. So, fantastic. I thought he did excellently. Now the comedy. Now the little bit of drama he needs to do. And that was called upon. Yes, I agree. In a way that suited the character. Mm. So, um, you're not forgiven for all your sins. But so many, like... It's only just occurred to me that James Gunn, of course he would cast a wrestler. He did it last time. Yep. It was another wrestler that I have another fucking <laughs> old tapestry of thoughts about. That they gave a fucking comedic part with surprising depth to. Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. I was like, hang on. So we're following four dudes and one woman on a ragtag group to save the universe. And I'm like, have we been here before? And one of them's a big monster. And one of them's a big CGI monster. <laughs> I'm like, he's not exactly breaking out of his comfort area, is he? He's staying wrapped in that fucking that is that is somebody who knows his wheelhouse and is sticking to it you know what I mean you've got a plan and it works fucking execute it again and again it's worked for the Red Hot Chili Peppers for fucking 30 years <laughs> why wouldn't it work for James Good they wrote one song and remixed it 400 times <laughs> it's like that one that goes bam, bam, ba, dam, ba, bam, no, not that one the other one that goes bam, bam, ba, dam, ba, dam. <laughs> You know, the one that's about stoner culture in Southern California. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was their entire discography. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, who do you want to do next? Should we do King Shark real quick? Considering that we've talked about a big CGI monster, yeah. we should talk about the big CGI monster. The second of many, many Marvel actors to be in this. It is, yeah. Which is over... Three of the fucking five in this team have been in Marvel movies, so you can't escape them. Um, I think he oh, was... Yeah, yeah, because fucking yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, he just avoids stop being funny, I think. You think? Yeah, like, it kind of wore thin near the end for me. The mm. joke of, like, you know, the eats things. Like, the action scenes are fine. And early on, it, it works. But I just feel like it kind of ran out of steam for me. I am ashamed to say this really worked on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I really liked it. And I was really sad when there's a specific scene where it looks like he's going out. And I was like, no, don't do it. I genuinely like got attached, which is weird because mm. it's a shark voiced by Sylvester Stallone. And that's a sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But And it genuinely got, because I, I stopped watching trailers for this movie after the first one came out. Right. Okay. And then was, there was that roll call one mm. where it was just graphics. And then there was a trailer. And I was like, right, I'm going to go down the same route of being disappointed much like I was by Suicide Squad. Yeah. Not the Suicide Squad. You get where I'm going. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to start watching the trailers. So the the moment of bird was not ruined for me. Okay. And that worked so well. I was like, yeah, no, I really like it. But I really like Groots. And it's basically the same thing, except this one's eats people. And that's the only difference. Like... I'll say it doesn't completely work. Like the, the 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 kind of serious stuff they try and attach to him, if him wanting friends and all that stuff, does 
work on a basic level. Mm. I just feel like the joke kind of ran its course for me. And I'm like, oh, he eats things. Mm. Like, I think it's this is going to sound really weird as a um, as a criticism because I've seen a lot of people have this bit of a part. It has like a pretty juvenile attitude towards like gore. I just wasn't really gelling with the. You know what it felt like? It, it, because and we'll talk about the the plot a little bit later on. But no, this isn't really a spoiler. This is near enough an adaptation of the first ever run of the Suicide Squad. Right. Okay. So like this feels like it's trying to have a splash page, mm. like every time gore happens. Yeah. And everything is like turn up to the max, and it's very colourful. Yeah. And it's for the entire film. Mm. And this isn't like a selective moment. Like it hits the ground running with one of those moments. Right. So I know that this is, you know, you look at James Gunn's movies pre-Guardians. Yeah, yeah. This makes a lot of sense. I mean, mm. Super ends with, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a really horrific death for um, Elliot Page. Yeah. Um, and then you, you look even further back and then there's like Tromeo and Juliet when he was working mm. for Troma and that's gory as fuck. Right. So it makes a lot of sense that this is like, he got to do that on a big budget, why would you say no? Is this a good time to talk about it? I think it is. I think for a moment, and this is how I knew I liked the movie, mm. I felt it went too far for just a moment. And right. I was like, I'm being challenged about gore in a DC Comics movie. Mm. Now I know I like the movie. Which okay. is a bit of a weird revelation to have. Is that a part we'll have to talk about in spoilers? Yes. Fair enough. I think I know which one you mean. I just, I feel like... Again, I'm 30 years old now. I'm obviously much more mature than you. So I'm only just watching <laughs> to feel... Like, it just it was so much that it felt like... This is what a teenager would do. Mm. Like if this, if a teenager could make a Punisher movie, this is the level of gore we would get. And I just feel like it, it kind of lacked that impact. Like a little bit of desensitization. I just didn't. Really, it felt unnecessary at times. Like he, he's doing that just so he can have blood splatter everywhere. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like narratively. Then it lost its purpose again. To make a wrestling analogy, if every fucking match ends in fucking gushing blood everywhere then it kind of loses its appeal. You need to use that shit selectively. I watched the other match you told me about. Oh! <laughs> so I showed Michael, for the wrestling band there, I showed Michael the um, exploding de- barbed wire death match. Uh, Is that the one? Oh. That's the, the, the guy who's just like, they slap each other so hard it draws blood. Oh. That is, it was in NXT or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I haven't told you about the exploding barbed wire death match. No, you haven't. That is oh, going to be no. the highlight of the end of your wrestling recap for you. Oh, it no. Was, it was... <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, sorry, you watched Walter vs. Dragunov? Yes. Why didn't you think of Walter vs. Dragunov? It was just uncomfortable. Right? It was really uncomfortable. I know this really goes against my point that the gore in this was too much. Yeah. I was A-OK with Walter beating a man to death. <laughs> but I love that joke. The best news is... Mm. They're doing it again next weekend. Oh, the no. rematch is happening <laughs> in front of people so people can get scared. <laughs> oh, he's going to chop his soul out of his body. <laughs> it's, the f- it's the sound it makes more than anything else. That proper cannon. Oh, that man's got a meaty fucking paw. I know. <laughs> but Dragunov just keeps going. It's art, Michael. It's deep art. Oh. <laughs> We can't start me on Mortal vs. Dragon. I'll talk for fucking two hours about it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thank you for watching that. Also, one of them's called Dragonov, which is still weird to me. Yes, like, but... are you Ivan or are you Tekken? Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> 
there is a Russian character. They only have so many names to uh, do that yeah, isn't like Stalin. So they've got to go with Dragon. Still a more convincing Russian than Ray Winston. <laughs> I mean, he is actually Russian, <laughs> which is going to go in his favour. But Hello, he's in... actually Russian. What Dragonov? Yeah. Yes. Oh. He's, he's Russian by way of Germany, but he is actually Russian, yes. yes. More Prussian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, they also portray Walters in all conquering German, and he's Austri- Austrian. So, eh. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't like much so fucking much, and I cannot wait. I can count him the second. I am getting up at, I think, five o'clock in the morning on Monday. On Monday after. Yeah, just so I can watch it and have, oh, just have all those Americans scared. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fucking beautiful. Oh, it's... Anyway. Um, thank you for watching that. That is a genuine surprise. I think it was the empty room that made it worse. Because they just... That is the same studio they do, like, the Champions League coverage in BT. <laughs> so it's just a big cavernous hole that yeah. usually has Gary Lineker in. I wish he was there, because he's just <laughs> wonderful. But, yeah, just the... Poof, and he's just bleeding from blunt force slaps. <laughs> oh, God. It's... Uh, it's... It's... it's oh. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> refocus. You got me talking about wrestling. It gets me all worked up. And I've kind of half spoiled the... Do not... Listen to me. Do not look up the exploding death... death uh, exploding barbed wire death match from AEW. Save it. Right. Because I need to show... I need to be there when you see it for the first time. Okay. <laughs> wrestling fans know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they know what you're in for. It's a delight. Jeez. Right. Um... Daniela Melchior? Mel- Melchior? Melchior. 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 But I'm saying it in a French accent, but she's Portuguese, so... Yeah. I think it's Daniela Melchior. Uh, Ratcatcher 2. Yes. Um, I think she was the biggest surprise for me of this movie. Hell yeah, absolutely. I, a few dud deliveries, like here and there, some few dead sentences, but she really was like, not to say Ponzi... The heart of the film. I've heard that in every review I've watched. And they're all right. Because she is. She brings a lot of emotional weight mm. that I really was not expecting. Didn't know I wanted. And found it to be quite honestly quite earnest. Yeah. And believable. Which is weird. Because she's got a wand that controls rats. Right. And I'm like, that's the character I come out probably liking the most. Are you not a rat guy? I like rats. Oh, don't don't, I mean, don't if there's one here, I wouldn't be happy about it. But, yeah, no, but you know, put one in a jacket and I'm all, I'm all down. I once saw a Filipino man kill one with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide Squad 2 sounds rat. <laughs> Seriously, it used to be like, there was a trash compactor at work and, and um, Eddie, the really happy Filipino guy, was just like, oh yeah, Darren, I'll kill him. And he'd just wait above the pipe they came out oh, on. The second the head came out, cleave the head. Oh, I, that doesn't do make it. me feel good. I love Ed. Miss him. Anyway, um, so yeah, she's like, she's really good in this. She hasn't really been in anything. Like a Portuguese Yeah, stuff, English obviously. language movies English is language not like. Stuff, but I'm she, pretty sure she's, now she voiced a character, I don't know whether it's Marvel or DC, in the Portuguese dub. Ah. So she's worked with DC before. She's been on their radar. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I really came out of this like, liking her and wanting to see more from that character. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how they managed to make the rat catcher the fucking best film. <laughs> Not even that rat catcher too. Yeah, exactly. But it did give us a backdoor fucking cameo from the second most employed man in the world, uh, yep. Taika Waititi. So, who I didn't realise the, the true first Johnny work Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even realise it. Him in the quick like flashback he had. Yeah, no, I had no idea. It was right at the end when you see another scene. I was like, 
Tiger? You gotta imagine, you gotta imagine the DC are kicking themselves that they spunked Taika Waititi on a two minute cameo. The dead rat catcher. The meth addict catcher. That's a good idea. But yeah, she. She, she really has the best art by like a country mile. Yeah. Um, has some good funny lines. Like I said, there's a few duds there, but you might be able to put that down to like, you know, it's a second language, it's a first American film, whatever. But yeah, really want to see more from her. Um, no, really, did you just let David, oh, here we go, Das Malchian? You got it in one. They were like, just go all out. Yeah. Just, you know what? You've earned it. You've been in Flash. You've been in Gotham. Oh, my God. He was in Flash. Yeah. He was the time traveling dude. Abracadabra him. Yeah, yeah. That fucking thing. Mm. So, yeah. He was in The Dark Knight. He was... um, Of course he was. The guy in the van. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, the guy who was just, like, giggling and won't tell them where the Joker is. That's him. He's, like, pulled his fucking weight for DC and now they've given him... Okay, and now I'm going to go back and what I said about the Ratcatcher. The Ratcatcher was certainly the biggest surprise. Mm. The best character is Polka Dot Man. He's the best character and I'll hear no competition. See, I don't know. I know Peacemaker. I know Ratcatcher. Yeah, Peacemaker. But, like, he's the best character. Like, I, it's like when people try and say Cristiano Ronaldo is the best footballer in the world. Like, I don't agree, but I can see where you're coming from on that. So, yeah, I get it. He's, he's fun. Yep. He's got a surprisingly, like, sympathetic arc mm. but they only really play it sympathetic for like one or two beats for the rest of it it's just comedy yeah there that's, are... that, that I think is kind of skips out and why I think Ratcatcher is a better overall character that makes sense but that's just me I, I love that they treated that character so seriously and at the same time pretty much just makes them like <laughs> and maybe this is spoilers they had to nerf the shit out of Poker Top Man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he would have solved all of the problems. Yeah, they almost had the Professor X in of like, right, we just can't have him really do anything because, yeah. yeah, he will just, this movie will be 10 minutes long <laughs> if we let him go. Um, yeah, I, I think it has a nice ending, mm. kind of, but that also speaks, we'll get to that in spoilers, but that also speaks to the kind of unnecessary gore I think we get into near the end mm. where, yeah, I'm going to spoil it if I say any more. Yeah. Um, we've already touched on Harley Quinn. Anything else you want to mention about her? Um, I I enjoyed the part of her. Well, her action sequence is fantastic. Oh yeah, like yeah, very yeah. minimal cuts, very beautifully coloured. That's scenes. what the Black Widow action scenes are. Right? How has Harley Quinn got them? Oh. You know what it feels like. Cool. It genuinely feels like they turned up on the day mm. and filmed an action sequence they thought was fun, compared to. The Marvel schedule of well, we've we've written in the script here that there should be an action sequence yeah. because reasons, mm. and then they have to then film that action sequence. Whereas this was like we could have a bit where she twats somebody with a door. We could have yep. a bit where she slits someone's throat with a javelin and mm-hmm. all this nonsense, and that works so much because it feels like they had fun filming it. Black Widow and I'm going to say this: it hasn't got onto my top ten for the year. Mm. It won't get onto my top for the year because I think it's actually pretty fucking soulless. There's no drive in Black Widow. Okay. I feel like there was more character development. And yes, it'll probably be reset by the time we get to the next outing. But just in those two scenes, there is the action sequence and the scene immediately preceding it, which I won't discuss because of spoilers, mm. where I felt like we got a new and interesting version of Harley. And it is a, uh, it, it's a post-Joker... Like, but still kind of a bit mental Harley trying to mm. give herself a bit of self-care. 
Yeah. That's a new angle. I like that. See, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not saying you need to, like, fucking neutralise Harley Quinn or whatever and kind of round off those edges. It just, it feels like we need to be making progression. So, the jury will be out until the next movie she's in. Yeah. And then we'll see what type of Harley turns up. If it's one that I feel feels like it's a natural progression of this character and not just the fucking, well, we need Harley to do these things, so we're just going to revert her back to the Mad Clown and then we'll be off again. Then, maybe. Mm. Um, Rick Flagg's kind of better, I guess. Amanda Waller's kind of better, I guess. But they feel like real unnecessary hangovers. I, th- I think film. Rick Flagg actually improved quite a bit. Really? Especially okay. by, you know, the past the midway point of the movie. I feel like they did stuff with Rig Flag that was actually interesting for okay. us. Okay. Um, Waller, it's just a more angry version of the same character. Yeah. I mean, like, she Viola Davis plays it well. You do. You can't help feel like she's annoyed to be there, though. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Like, yeah, she... At least in the last film, she got to be in the same scene as Will Smith. Yeah. In this movie, they just stuck her in a room with some fucking nobody <laughs> Playing golf. Yeah, yeah. I see. It's the rig flag thing of like he is better, but everything else has been turned around 180 degrees from the first film. That mm. is like a holdover from that, from like Amanda Waller. But I feel like he doesn't quite. And again, he's meant to be the straight man in the in the group of of, of nutcases. But again, he just kind of feels like the character doesn't really need to be there. Mm. What does he add in this? Particularly because they've got Bloodsport, who they've like establishes like one not crazy, two has the exact same military background as Rick Flag, yeah, and is perfectly capable eventually of becoming the leader they need. So he feels like a tack on most yeah. of the time. Like, what does he add? I feel like he's there to do one beat near the end, which if anything feels a bit out of character for him anyway. Mm. For a split second, so I don't know. I wasn't really gelling with it. It's out of character if this is a continuation from the 2016 yeah. one. Which, James, we need an answer. <laughs> just, just pick one. doesn't matter which one it is. Just give us an idea and we'll figure out the rest. It's, it's fine. It's not freeform jazz, James. <laughs> it's a fucking movie. <laughs> Look, they were desperate to get him. They, right? they were. That Just knowing what they've done for this film and how much money they've spunked on it, Mm. they were desperate to get it. They they needed, right then they were at their lowest ebb. I'm like, we are utterly fucked. No one likes the Justice League. They think it's boring and shite. (laughs) He's on the outs. This is their chance. This is PSG signing Messi. I'm making a lot of football allegories right now. Especially very recent football allegories. Yes, exactly. This is going to date this podcast horribly. (laughs) It's like, you have one chance to get him. You need to push the boat out and just give him whatever the hell he needs. So if he wants to do Suicide Squad, fucking excellent. If he wants to not, if he wants to pretend the other one didn't exist, kind of half arsed <laughs> fine, good. Whatever you need to just sign this fucking contract <laughs> before they come to their senses, which they did, and it has delayed Guardians of the Galaxy three quite substantially, which mm. is annoying. But you know, if this movie had come out and been bad. I think that would have been more annoying. Like, fuck's sake, we missed out on Guardian 3 for yeah, this. I get you. But I don't feel like... I don't feel DC even have set up a new series going forward with this. I feel like... Because Suicide Squad is obviously like a situational group. Mm. You can come up with, you can concoct a new thing to put them in. But it didn't feel like the start of a series to me. It was very much a one-and-done, which is appreciated. Yeah. When DC do a one-and-done movie, it's a lot better. See right. Joker. I mean, I know you didn't like Joker, but Joker's a great example of that. Yeah. It just, it is what it is, and it doesn't need a sequel, even though they're fucking doing one. 
Oh, I keep forgetting. I know. I also try to forget it from my memory, but then I remember how much I like Joker, and they're gonna fucking ruin it. There's, they're literally gonna make fucking Joker let there be carnage, and it's gonna be oh, oh god, every trailer I see, I'm oh. just like, I can't wait. It looks like a hot fucking mess. <laughs> just, but I want it. I want it so bad. I want a babe in that shit. Um, you might be thinking there's a lot of characters we haven't mentioned. That's because we basically need to spoil the first half of this movie to talk about them. half. Yeah, That's yeah. generous. That is generous. Okay, so. If there's not a character you've heard mentioned, don't worry, we'll probably talk about them in a second. Yep. Um, anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, no. We haven't really talked about the thinker, but I don't really know how much we can do about him without... Without spoilers. Spoilers. I liked it. There wasn't enough of him. I don't feel like he got a chance to be the mad scientist. Yeah. Until about two seconds before he was not in the movie anymore. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, they kind of... There was a whole lot of nothing right up until that one juicy nugget of information and then continued to be a whole lot of nothing. Yep. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I think the real question is, who is uh, Matt, the Doctor guy, the Doctor Matt Who Matt Smith. Guy? Who's Matt Smith going to be as a villain? Because all Doctor Who actors are destined to play villains in superhero movies. He's in Morbius. Is he? He's in Morbius. Fucking... Problem there solved. You okay, go. <laughs> so it's just uh, the new one, Jodie... Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. I've got to figure out who she's playing. You're looking forward to that, aren't you, Mike? I mean, she is a villain in the sense that she made the show unwatchable. But like, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for that regeneration. I'm going to celebrate it. And I know that makes me come off as a massive twat. But I've missed Doctor Who being good. Who would hurt the Michael the most if they cast Jodie Whittaker as them? There's literally nobody worse. There's no, there's there oh, not no, a I mean, single worse person. What villain in Marvel could they cast Jodie Whittaker as that would piss you off the most? Oh, hmm. ooh, that's Who's a good left? question. Female villains. Um, X-Men have got a few, but none that you would really care about. Oh God, if they actually, if they did cast her as, as a prominent mutant, that would suck. Well, she couldn't do Emma Frost. No, like, she couldn't do Emma Frost. Not to go to Pig Corner, but you're not hot enough to play Emma Frost, I'm afraid. Not Don't happen. take that personally. 99% of people are not hot enough to play Emma Frost. No, 50% of the people who've played Emma Frost weren't yeah. hot enough to play Emma Frost. Oh, God. Is there anybody? <sighs> no, Fantastic Four haven't really got a big prominent female villain. Uh, nope. Spider-Man? Uh, she's not going to be Black Cat. Nope. Oh, this is annoying. I can't hurt you. That's sad. Unless mm. they did like they they force her into the Madam Web role. That would be shit. Lalandra. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone from Nova who's a female bad guy? That would hurt you. Not that I can think of. Bastard. I, I can't hurt him people, and that's annoying me. But he's coming. Yep. You're destined to do it. <laughs> if they recast, um, uh, what's her name? Hella. That would suck. Mm. The 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 golden woman, Aisha. Oh, and it's just her now Ooh. for no reason. Ooh. Yeah, that would be shit. That Especially because if they do the universal truth, the Church of Use of the Church of Universal Truth. Thank you. Um, after that, for Adam. Oh fuck it, they just cast her as Adam Warlock. Oh, oh. <laughs> Adam Warlock. Hell oh. yeah, hate it. I love it. Um. Okay, we'll move on from that for my fantasy booking of Rooney Michael's life with Charlie Whittaker. <laughs> um, aren't they 
like, isn't the big rumour they're going to cast what's his face for me to see as the Doctor? I hate that rumour. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him doing it. I would. I, I think you'd have a better gamble on Richard Ayoade first. I know people are like, but he's not a good actor. I'm like, let him try. I think he'd be cool. Oh, I mean... I think it's it just, doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to... I don't care who they go. Let's make us fucking Goldblum. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> if they cast Goldblum, I might have to really get into Doctor Who real quick. It's uh, a TARDIS. <laughs> I know it's an American, and that might be a little, like, fucking yeah. bad for you. We had Eric but... Roberts as the master, and that was a fucking time. There we go. Ugh. Right. Um, I think that's everything. So, yeah, overall... Much better than the first one, but... But, to quote Mark Commode, uh, watching nothing will be better than watching Suicide Squad 2016. Um, a return form for DC. I haven't watched Wonder Woman 84 yet. I've heard, I've it's... heard it's dog shit. Yeah, same. So I'm kind of... <laughs> I was about to say, well, DC are back on form, but are they? Aquaman was really kind of there. I forgot almost everything that happened in Aquaman. Yeah, no, it just, it just very much was a film, just, wasn't it? Shazam was good, wasn't it? <laughs> I like Shazam, and even I'm dubious about Black Adam. <laughs> the Suicide Squad was good, wasn't it? And then nothing really <laughs> happened here, um, including a four-hour Justice League movie. Anyway, not bitter about having to watch that shite again. But you know what? If this is the trajectory going forward, like do what Marvel are doing. Edgar Wright has a superhero movie in him. Yes. I know Scott Pilgrim kind of is, but if you want... I remember saying to you the other day, like, when we were saying, like, release the air cut, I'm like, the only director's cut that didn't happen, or director film that didn't happen, was Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. In fact, when I make it to heaven, that's the first fucking alternative <laughs> film I'm going to watch. Do you remember the, the leaked test footage for when he was still attached to the project? No. Did you not see that? No. It was like, um, it had that, you know, the sequence where he... Did they do it in the film in the end, where he runs up a gun and pulls it back on someone? I don't think so. There's oh, a bit that... where he runs up a gun, but I don't think he pulls it back and clocks a dude. Yeah, he pulls it back and clocks a dude on oh. the end of it. Oh, I thought you meant like pulls it back and then jumps on the trigger or some shit. Oh, and, no, not quite that's that. a Marvel movie. I think I remember that. Um, so go get Edgar Wright. Basically, everyone that Marvel pissed off, go get them. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what's his face? John Favreau made an entire movie called Chef. Is apparently <laughs> just an allegory for his horrible time making Iron Man 2. <laughs> Uh, I watched a whole video about it. Oh no, literally scene for scene, this is a breakdown of how bad it was making Iron Man 2. That's too. incredible. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, he's deep in Disney's pockets, but I'm sure yeah. you've got enough money to make that happen. Yeah, they gave so. him the keys to Star Wars. He's okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm sure you can go and get other people pissed off at Marvel that you can go and get like good revenge porn movie there, don't basically. So, <laughs> do that. That could be your model going forward. Just pick a model, basically, DC. <laughs> I don't care which one it is, as long as it fucking works and gives us good movies. Crack the fuck on, but uh, so this is a recommendation. Oh, yeah, highly. Is James Gunn now on that list of directors where you'll go and see whatever they make? I feel like he's getting there. See, I feel like because he's well, obviously, I'm gonna go watch his superhero movies. I feel like I need to wait for him to do something out of the genre, really, for me to then go, okay, everything you do is excellent. Um, and I mean, now this is kind of redeemed him, and Disney have let him off the hook. I feel like other people like if Disney have ordained that he's fine to work with everyone else will fucking follow suit so I feel but again I feel like he's someone that doesn't really do anything that he doesn't want to do yeah so unless he's really got a movie bubbling up in that he wants to make 
I just don't know if he, he's just happy making superhero movies. Although he did say that most superhero movies bore him recently. He did say that. But I don't feel like this was such like a gigantic leap from all those superhero movies, particularly his own fucking Guardians of the Galaxy movies, that I really felt like, well, this was his answer to a thing that bores him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hem- I don't feel like there's that much Hand of DC here. So if you really wanted to make like the antithesis of what Marvel movies have become, also thanks to kind of his help, I don't really feel he made that movie. This doesn't feel like a challenging film for him. No. It's good. It's great, yeah. It's, like, it's on the top ten, I put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, this managed something Black Widow couldn't do, and we thought that was going to be the glorious return of cinema, and it fucking wasn't. I must admit, I need to watch more movies, because at the moment, legitimately, the last video that played a match of the day two before the end of the season might actually crack my top ten for a second, because <laughs> it was beautiful. So, have um, you finished Bo Burnham's Inside? I haven't. Fuck's sake, I am Derek. still only halfway through. I'm debating putting that on... On the, they the, did release the it in cinemas. They did. So it does technically count as a movie now. Yep. So I am halfway through. I am endeavouring to watch it at some point. But uh, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to get there. But yes, I, I feel like it could have been more. And some, some parts of it you feel like if he'd just gone down certain routes, he maybe could have made like a proper, like, not a parody superhero movie, but like, like the antithesis of what he's got bored I mean, he of. kind of already did that with Super. That was very much a not yeah, uh, true. A not superhero movie. But from sticking within the kind of genre that he helped create, mm. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with this. It's a full-on recommendation. Lovely. Right. Spoiler alert. Here's everyone that died. <laughs> uh, we just, you know when we, um, your article when uh, Force Awakens came out and it was Han and then the picture of the Death Star blowing Yes. Like, this is just going to look it's just going to look like like the screen is going to be white. Yeah. Talking about the people that died in this movie. <laughs> oh my god! So there's a lot of them. Yep. All those people that you were like, why does there seem to be like an A team and a B team? Mm. That's that's why. Yes. Uh, there, there was a B team. There was a B team, and uh, I... the B stands for bloody hell, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that noise. So obviously, a lot of them were set up to be like well, red herring, but kind of cannon fodder to set the tone that you know. Basically, do what Slipknot did in the first one. Like anyone can die. Yeah. But How is it that the man can climb? Who can climb anything? <laughs> was like an omen for fucking Mongal and yeah. just like characters that have one line of dialogue. Javelin doesn't even throw. He's javelin. Not even once. He his javelin has more plot presence and fucking like progression than his actual character, which is a shame because. Javelin's played by Flula Borg, who's a YouTuber, who's right. really funny. Oh, okay. He's really Didn't good. Know that. Um, and he he got a, a scene with Margot Robbie, so, you know, fucking... Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? They didn't just cast, like, scrubs. Like, they went... I mean, they went expensive people. I imagine Michael Rooker will do anything that James Gunn asks him to do for, like, a biscuit. But... Oh, yeah. And the, the whole thing is that, apart from Guardians 1, Michael Rooker's been in all of James Gunn's movies and always dies in them. Ah. that's the relationship they have he puts Michael Rooker in his movies and then right. kills him off so yeah Savant gone Weasel was gone was gone now he's back for reasons the way, it just, I didn't like looking it's at him it's the Sean Gunn mocap character isn't it so it makes a lot of sense he did get to be Calendar Man as well he did Real that quick. was weird I know right <laughs> like Calendar Man's meant to be like a big dude not fucking Sean Gunn scraggliness but um so that was fun. Uh, yep. Javelin, gone. Gone. Mongal, gone. gone. The only one that hurts, 
really, mm. was Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Because he was so... He was the best bit of the first one, yeah. in my opinion. He was so funny. Like, the bit where they said you can leave if you want, and he's the only one that really grabs his drinks and fucking sprints <laughs> at the door. Yeah. And he does get the funniest line of this movie. Yeah. Where, um, arm fall off boy, whatever he's called, uh, the detachable kid. Yeah. So my name is TDK, and someone goes... Uh, Javelin goes, your name is Letters. And he just goes, every name's a letter. Every, all names are letters, dickhead. Like, that was the fucking height of comedy in this fucking movie for me. But I'm just real sad that he was one of the ones that got wiped out. I thought, surely he's such a good character, they'll get him out. But maybe they needed us to know, like, oh, no, 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 you ain't in fucking Kansas anymore, dickhead. I'm guessing like, that was what it was. Because you can kill off all the guys you've never heard of before and not feel bad. You kill the one of the better guys from the previous movie straight mm. away and already it's like, but it's disappointing though because he had James Gunn, great comedy writer, and fucking I mean it's Jay Courtney. Let's never forget the fucking sins that that man has committed. Yeah, you need no look no further than fucking Die Hard Five for God's sake. Yep, but Captain Boomerang for whatever reason it worked all the time. <laughs> I wanted to see more of James Gunn writing that character, mm. and they will never get that again. And so. he had one of the more grisly deaths as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. Speared by shrapnel and then shredded by a fucking helicopter. Yeah. So... Ouch. This is what I was talking about. Sometimes, even I Mm. thought it went a bit too far. I was like, this is a lot packed into a very small amount of time. Uh And I get that the whole whole point of that and the great thing about that scene is that you're introduced with Savant of all people. He's like... Your eyes and ears going yeah, into yeah. the thing. And the whole point is that he's surrounded by freak shows that get murdered for literally no reason. Mm-hmm. And that thing of that tough guy getting broken down oh, emotionally yeah. and he tries to... Re- that was so well realised as like a little beat to start the movie on. What was Devon's deal? Extreme accuracy, I believe. Ah, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, and Blackguard as well just immediately gets his face fucking <laughs> yeah, concaved. D- oh, that was Eesh. that was an effect. Um, it's, the, it's the fucking the impact you because I saw it in X Plus. Oh, oh, where they didn't they didn't fix the fucking aspect ratio. I don't oh. know whether that's a thing about this movie, but certainly the one I was watching, big fuck off bars at the end of the movie, like I was uh-huh. watching it on a laptop. Oh, um, but at the very least, the sound design in it—you could hear the like the that dull fucking yeah, the viscera and oh. just oh, like, <laughs> and that starts off an incredibly gory scene. Like some of the deaths are a bit funnier. Like yeah. TDK's death is funny. Like they 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 you know they spend the money they paid for one scene where his arms come yeah. off and float around and slap people. Yeah. And then they, shoot, they riddle his arms with bullets and he and dies goes, ah! from that. <laughs> that was funny. Although it, did, it looked like he didn't die. I think he's dead, but yeah. it said critical condition on the screen before... Well, unless uh... his legs can detach. I don't know what help he's going to be anymore. But <laughs> yeah, he... So it's a good scene setter, but I, I just keep... I'm just disappointed we didn't get more Captain Boomerang. Like, he, he felt like the best bit of the first film that they didn't bother to say. Mm. And yet they perfectly saved fucking Amanda Waller instead. Yeah. I know she's pretty critical to the Suicide Squad comic books, but anyway. Um, so we haven't discussed the villain yet. We haven't discussed the villain. Well, this is the thing. He's not really the villain. No, he isn't. So, Starro is set up in a really interesting way. Like, he was just found floating in space, and the Americans decided to steal him. Yeah. And it's where this movie takes a really weird political jaunt near the end. Yeah. That I don't feel was either kind of 
like uh, telegraphed, nor was really necessary. I I guess because of the whole, it was it's very much trying to be a nineteen seventies grindhouse movie. Yeah, it's it's aping Tarantino to shit. Yeah, and it's set in something. I mean, they filmed this in Panama, and they wanted it to look like. I know it was like this fictional fucking yeah. Island. But for all intents and purposes, it's Vietnam. They've yeah. made a Vietnam movie. Yeah. And the Americans' reason for going to Vietnam was not particularly good. No. So, I mean, and that boils down. I mean, that's reflected in, like, the music choices, which, by the way, work. Mm. They do really work. I'd be surprised they didn't consider his pedigree. This is it. Mm. Like, this is the man that made Brandy one of the hottest songs of 2017. Who knew? Yeah. The man's pair is no Um Is he on Rushmore yet? We were on about the. Oh, I the don't know if he is. I mean, it might be close, but eh. if he'd also make jokes about you know raping children. So mm. if we were doing like a Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, he's on that. He's on that. He's on the wider one. Yeah, but <laughs> Rushmore. No, you've, you've got to say that for the true mm. diamond people. Um, I know Tiger Woods did terrible things too, but <laughs> oh well. Um, he only cheated. That was fine. Um, not the official line of Diamond uh, Sandwich. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, they find Star just floating about in space. Yep. Um, and you're given, like, a pretty good, like, um, snapshot of what he could do. Mm-hmm. Little, little, um, I, keep, I keep calling him Star You, and that's <laughs> not what he is. Although I now get why Star means a psychic type. So, fucking <laughs> little Star bros come out of him and, like, stick to people's faces, face of the star, and then he, he, it, it, it controls them zombie style. Um, and then is able to grow because of how many people he takes he over. He feeds on their consciousness. I think he's like the kind of hand-wavy way they do about it. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, the Americans capture him and send him to like Corto Maltese, the make-believe safe American island, to experiment on him away from prying eyes, to kind of turn a blind eye to what the previous regime on this island were doing, just as long as they kept the Star Rail project there and let Thinker, uh, Pitt, while his character kind of experiment on him. Um, so it feels like he's ju- he was a legacy character I don't feel would have worked in any other sense because he is a giant starfish from yep. space so I don't think Batman can fight him um, <laughs> so he felt even though he was a Justice League villain he was but I can see why they went with well I mean they went with some whatever his fucking name was big CGI dude um, from Justice League and his name was oh Steppenwolf Steppenwolf yeah. there we go um, I thought you were on about the, the big CGI dude from the end of 2016 Suicide Squad whose name I do not know because uh, it wasn't Enchantress it was a brother for some reason Aztec Adam let's call him that um, <laughs> so he totally fits with this because it's just it's mental enough for it to work they would end up fighting a giant fucking starfish kaiju yeah um, but like it's really weird. So there's a bit where when they discover him, this is where like I feel like things just kind of got their wires crossed a little mm. bit. Of that they wanted to all of a sudden they wanted all this depth and thought in this otherwise wacky silly movie. And I don't know if it worked. So they they go into like the structure where they're holding him, uh, and they and they go in there and there's all like the fucking Starro drones are there, and um, they're all just asking to be set free because basically Star has been kept in this facility by Thinker and he has been experimenting on the like the Starro people. Um, so was this the bit you were on about where like, the gore made you question things? 
admittedly, I was saying it was the the opening sequence because ah. it, it was the the level of gore in the short amount of time. But yeah, the peeling back of uh, Astaro off a skull. Uh, yeah, chopping the re- dude in half. Yeah, that was real something. Start keeping them alive because, like, they're like immediately they're like, "Well, we need to save them." But thinkers, I know these are all corpses. Like, don't think that taking the star off their face will save everybody. These are just zombies, essentially. We fucking star you on their face, so ignore them. Um, and like, they they make an effort to make Starro both sympathetic, but then also he's the big bad they need to kill. Yeah. And I don't feel the two really mesh. Like, obviously they kill him. This is the spoilers. You should know that's happening. Yeah. And the last, because he can talk through his drones. The last thing he says through like one of the the kind of ancillary bad guys in the movie is like, "I was happy flowing in space. Like you could have left me there. I was happy. This didn't need to happen." But then we're still meant to be happy that we killed the big star thing. Yeah. Like I, I get was, it. If I, it was a gone. Sorry. I think what they were trying to do, and I don't want to like covers for the movies back because if it didn't bring this forward, yeah. it didn't do a good job. And I think what they were trying to do was it was a comment, like you say, a hard left comment into the American government is evil, mm. which they did with Amanda Waller perfectly. They didn't need to do any more than that. Yeah, But it was that kind of like, there's the scene where Bloodsport is shown on TV fighting Starro and his yes. daughter sees it yeah. and his daughter sees her father being a hero saving the world mm. from a giant monster yeah. not putting down a mistake that has been masqueraded as a giant monster yes. by US media because like Starro just he literally just wanted Quarter Maltese and it would have left everybody else alone Yeah, but the point was he had to die because he was a monster that threatened America see so and part of it kind of goes into this. They find, like, Rick Flag hears that, oh, this is basically an American-sponsored program on foreign soil. And he's like, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm like, this is a left turn for you here, Rick Flag. Yeah. I don't know why you're doing this. Where has this come from? But also, I kind of like it. Yeah, well, for the last, like, four hours of movie time we've had with you, you seem to be perfectly okay with the Suicide Squad actions. But now that, oh, America might be bad... That apparently hadn't occurred to Rick Flag before, <laughs> so he's he wants to get the um, thing. But basically, they've sent him Peacemaker as like the um, the ace in the hole, the Harvey Dent of like if if Rick Flag or anyone tries to get this information out, it has a conscious turn. Your job is to make sure this building basically gets flattened with all this information in it. We're in cover. And about. they flagged that up from the start, and I didn't realize. So when it's like Bloodsport and Peacemaker are basically the same power set. Yeah. And they're like, why are there two of us? And it's like because Maxwell is the is the inside agent. So this is why we get the fight between uh, Rick Flag and um, uh, Peacemaker. Yep. Peacemaker basically gets to do a last minute turn into being your your, your kind of human face bad guy. That fucking shot where his helmet comes off. And you, they film oh. the action sequence in a reflection of the fucking big dick helmet. Love to know how they fucking did that. That was so good. Like, is it green screen mapping onto the... They just wrapped the surface of the green screen around the helmet to do that? Maybe. Have they just digitally edited out the camera? But I don't know if they could, because it would be so fucking obvious. Is the helmet a green screen, and they've superimposed the footage onto See, it? that's what I think it might yeah. be. But... Anyway, it's I a brilliant it. shot. It does look really good. But I just, it feels like it all just comes in this one big dump at the end mm. where we haven't really been building that story at all. And like, so the big reveal happens and it just doesn't feel earned. Like, you can talk about all these, like, depth that it does give the movie, but 
no one's going to remember this as an in-depth think piece on the tragedy of American, you know, uh, interference in foreign policy and foreign uh, countries for their own investment. They're going to remember it as the one with the shark that eats people and John Cena's penis. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Like, I... I <sighs> Felt like in Guardians, he went with like a sentiment, a sentimental story. Sorry, I, have, bef- I know it's in the middle of your point. I was watching interviews with the cast because mm. um, I really enjoyed it, so I wanted oh. to watch a bit more. And individually, like across different like interviews with different members of the cast, mm. they were like, "Yeah, there was this one scene where John Cena has to be in tighty whities, and everyone can see how big his dick is." And I'm like. Like, it, like David Dasmalchen says it, fucking uh, um, uh, Idris Elba says it. It's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> dude's packing. <laughs> Dude has got a fucking howitzer cannon down there. Apparently, it would look weird if he didn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if everything else was huge yeah, and that wasn't like, in uh, proportion, hello, it just wouldn't look right. So <laughs> great, good for him. Two of your leads, and you suicide. can see that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, Will, Will Smith is like famous. Yeah. For, like the the I'm Legend stream where they had to fucking strap it to his leg. <laughs> so maybe that's like tradition. If you make a suicide, uh, like you can make an X Men movie with Wolverine. You had to do a suicide guy movie with at least one fucking monster weapon on his teeth. <laughs> so there we that go. That is true, Big Willie style. But anyway, <laughs> I was making a serious point. Now you remember talking about John Cena's penis. <laughs> So, I think it works more in Guardians, because that's a story about emotion. Yes, that's a not... story about family, not freaks. Exactly. So, I think that hits home easier, and is easier to tell over the course of a story, because it doesn't need to interfere with the action. Mm. Because this is a more serious point that you want to do, but you still want to have your big, wacky superhero movie, I just don't think it works. I think both work separate of each other. Like, it, like for that 10 minutes it happens, you could really get into it, but I just feel like it's just such a tonal fucking right turn and again they didn't give Capaldi enough time to be this fucking crazy yeah. maniacal person like they gave him a flashback sequence where you can tell it's a flashback because there's less electrodes in his head mm. and then he dies and that's it it's like what a fucking waste of Capaldi mm. like you like knowing how good like if you've seen the thick of it you know how good he is. He gets to be that for like f- literally five seconds. Yeah. Two sentences of him being proper angry, thick of it, shouty Capaldi, and that's it. So, yeah, I think... Now, that's the thing of like, if Jane Gunn wants to go and do that type of movie, like, it would probably need a lot, a lot of the comedy stripping out, or at least the kind of wacky slapstick stuff. He can still do like funny lines and stuff, but I'd be all for that. I just, this felt like... Um, do you know Jim Carrey really wanted an Oscar? Yes. And he would just go and do, like, fucking shitty movies. Like, oh, like, uh, Turtles. Was he in Turtles Sunshine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, like, the number 23 and shit. That, like that. and, like, he made one about, a, like, an old art house cinema that even I haven't seen. I can't remember the name. Yeah. So, he did a lot. I will repeat. The man should have won an Oscar for Truman Show. How he didn't, I will never fucking know. So anyway. How they fucked with him on set. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, God, he should have got that. So, anyway. So he went through that kind of phase. Will Smith went through it too when he was desperate for his Oscar. It feels like, right, I need to be taken... This is my chance to... I can do whatever I want in this movie, so it's my chance to be taken seriously as a storyteller as well as like a slapstick comedy gore guy. And you just... You had it for too short a time. If it was more ingrained and baked in, maybe on the second watch it'll come more to the fore, but... Maybe. Because you think they're doing that with the Sol Soria character, Mm. who's very much just there... Really is there. <laughs> she was the bad guy from fucking uh, New Mutants. Didn't even realise. Nope. Mm. Didn't even clock it. Mm-hmm. She's the doctor from New Mutants. Well, there you go. 
I mean, I hated that character as well. Oh, so I don't no. know what that tells you about it. <laughs> the, 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 that great scene, speaking of like them actually holding on an emotion, is the bit where like the guy who's been driving the bus apparently oh, yeah. went into the big compound with them, and the only person who noticed was Polka Dot Man. <laughs> A man who famously sees his mother everywhere. Oh, we didn't and talk even, about that. And even he saw the, the bus driver come in with them. What was his name? Oh, God. This is, this is much the yeah, point. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Melvin? Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah, like, I think I Milton. Would, uh, Milton. Melvin. I think I'd know if I met a Milton. <laughs> you don't meet that many Miltons. And he's like, uh... No, no recollection of him whatsoever. Oh, that! And he's like, he's yeah. fucking dead on the floor. Oh, oh, that is sad. And then Harley Quinn thinks that that's bloodshot. <laughs> Come on, Milton, we're friends with him. Not friends. Not me. Yeah, it's it's fun. Post-credit-wise, it just basically said some peacemaking in the most straightforward way you yeah. could do. We pulled him out of the rubble and somehow didn't also find Rick Flag there. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. He was boring and vanilla. We like this guy. That, that fucking Rick Flag got Bon jovi Shot through the heart and he's to blame. Oh! Sorry. <laughs> like, was he living on a prayer? Um, <laughs> was he a cowboy on a steel horse he rode? <laughs> was he Saturday night? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, was he the runaway? <laughs> we could keep going. We won't. Uh. <laughs> Okay, one more. Was he bounce? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Was he working hard for the working man? <laughs> oh, we're going dangerously close to this left field's right there, so I'm not gonna. Which like the Terminator series? If you just pretend it stops happening after the the early nineties, then Bon Jovi's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. I think that's everything we need to do to John. I uh, think of anything else. Yeah, the Harley Quinn killing, the, like just straight up cold cocking who's supposed to be the secondary villain because she's like, I saw a red flag, so therefore you have to die. I like that scene. Oh, yeah, where she shoots the, the like, military yeah. dictator dude. And then yeah, for some reason, good. a load of parrots get burned. That felt a bit weird. That was a bit odd, yeah. Oh, that was a... was a bit strange. Like I said, I'm, the book's, the, the, the jury's out on Harley Quinn. I just need her to stick the landing in the next one and not just revert to type. Mm. Like, I mean, good. DC have topped up their fucking Halloween budget again this year because <laughs> well, we won't be able to fucking move if you go to Planet for people dressed as Harley Quinn again. Yep. I mean, I can't see people dressing as Bloodshot, so who knows it's who the someone's fetish. Uh, <laughs> Bloodshot <laughs> specifically, because uh, it's Idris Elba. Um... I really, really enjoyed how Task Force X, specifically Amanda Waller and like her three cronies, Mm. felt like a shit office. Yeah. And like they didn't really do their homework. Nobody checked that Weasel couldn't swim. Yeah. That That, was good. I appreciate that. Well, that's it. Yeah, because they were like, this is not the Avengers. These are not like prize assets, particularly in that fucking B team where they knew they were just going to fucking die anyway. (laughs) But I feel like Rick Flagg would have known that. So why was Rick Flagg signing up to do that? Mm. Do Do you think. They'll explore why Harley was on the B team at any point. It was like, yeah, we've been trying to kill Harley off the entire time. That'd be an interesting angle for a new movie. Well, what is the, I don't know where you do Harley Quinn again because, like, I don't think we're going to get a sequel to this. Maybe I feel like I did I mean, there's, somewhere. There's Peacemaker, and then Gunn yeah. said, "If DC want me, I'll come back." Okay, so, so he yeah. might be the only go-between guy. Then again, once he does Guardians Three, is he coming back at all? To, to Marvel. Oh, man, I thought, uh, you all get your trilogy. I mean, Thor is breaking that 
next year with having his fourth film, but I feel like technically I think I feel like the Thor trilogy started at three. <laughs> one, one and two weren't a trilogy. <laughs> no, but no, ignore those. No, 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 they don't care. Okay. Uh, you can completely forget about them, although we do keep bringing up uh, the fucking Dark World South. There's that. Um, <laughs> we'll make you love the Dark uh, World. <laughs> somehow, get it over. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see where she lands next. Again, I don't think they're doing this. I don't think they're going to do another Harley standalone one because Birds of Prey just didn't fucking do it in any way, shape, or form, critically, box office wise. No, no, didn't happen. I mean, she's not going to be popping up in fucking Robert Patterson's The Batman, is no. it? So, who fucking Shouldn't knows? The, the, the Riddler in that is literally just a man with a bag on his head. <laughs> I forgot that. Like, the, uh, <laughs> the Riddler grew up because he was that kid who, who saw the thing, don't put this Asda shopping bag on your head and still did it. Uh, I... I am kind of intrigued by that movie. Like in it terms looks of DC's, okay. yeah, in terms of DC's like upcoming slate, like everyone tells me that Robert Pattinson has turned it around. I have not seen him in a movie since Twilight, so I don't know. But everyone tell everyone who's like in the know is yes, like, yes, you no. have. You saw him in Tenet. I forgot about Tenet. Yeah, it's probably for a good reason that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to suppress that movie <laughs> as much as I can. So. But he it, was fine, and it's it's from the fucking Planet of the Apes, dude. Yep, and I like what he does. Mm. But like, what else? So Shazam Two is coming. Shazam Two is filming right now. Yeah, Black Adam's coming. Like The Rock, I think, mm. has wrapped on that, or is in the process of it. He's in the process. He of may it. have stopped to do Jungle Cruise tour. Mm. Uh, are you planning to watch Jungle Cruise? No, I'll, I'll probably watch it. Same. I think I'm going to get into it eventually. Um, but like, what have they got past that? There's no new Superman movie in the works. There isn't. Wonder um, Woman eighty two seems to really like kill everything dead there. So there's Flash. Oh, there is Flashpoint And, it, and it's meant to be Flashpoint. And they, they are supposed to be getting Michael Keaton back as Batman. Are they waiting for Spider-Man to go first? To see I if feel it, like it is. They can stick the landing on fucking multiverse yeah. stuff. The worst kept secret in Hollywood is that everybody's fucking back. I know, I know. But until I see it like 100% confirmed. Basically until I see the movie, I'm not going to... We haven't even got a trailer for that yet. No. What's that about? We um, were five months out from Endgame before we got the first trailer, and I think feel like we're less time between that and Spider-Man now. Well, 100%, yeah. So September, October, November, December, we have four... Well, I mean, it's only the start of August, so roughly about five, but... Yeah, so... Well, I'm at, and, of course, Joker 2, whatever that's going to be. <laughs> whatever that is. Joker 2, let there be ha-ha's, or whatever the fuck. Will Disney's Joker make it out before... Well, Disney's sequel to Disney's Joker make it out before actual Joker sequel? Who knows? Who knows? The um, the floodgates have been opened for suing the shit out of big companies now, so Emma Stone might be suing Disney. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> Hell, like Scarlet knows the fucking she's done in the MCU, so it's suing time, baby. I love that uh, that for some reason is the catalyst for sequel memes to be a thing now oh because uh, prequel memes fantastic original trilogy memes always good mm. but uh, everyone's now using I don't care if ScarJo wins I just need Disney to lose <laughs> <laughs> well this thing I think she looked at all the Star Wars actors when they finally got out of their free movie fucking contracts and yeah. all went mental about bashing <laughs> Disney and him which they fucking hate Poe and um, uh, Finn's fucking story arcs and John Wagner just went off the Fucking David. So, I was like, I'm not working for Disney again. And fuck him. 
So Scarlett Johansson is like the first one because like I always felt like Chris Evans and uh, Robbie Dane Jr. left things on good enough terms just in case you know things got a bit bad and the dump truck of money arrived and they were like oh, okay I'll come back. But Scarlett no she done. Yeah. So, so she's like my character's dead and you gave me a shit spin off movie. It's fucking Homer driving over the bridge and chucking a match behind him. <laughs> fuck it I'm getting, I'm getting paid bitch by fair play to her. Genuinely. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. Obviously, I'm not on Disney's side because they don't need more money. No. But the whole... Are actors really not getting paid for their appearances on Disney Plus? That's fucky, if so. That's real fucky. Well, no, because the power I read into it, the contract stated, it was basically just legalese that talked her out of millions of pounds of profit because her share was of box office receipts. Right. And they count that as movie-going things and not the home box office and not home box office that was right. not in the contract apparently they reached out and said if you're going to put it on Disney Plus that's fine but we need to renegotiate this contract so that I get my even split and they didn't fucking care to talk to her mm. so she had to take these steps so it's bad but I, I think she'll come off better for it so yeah. and again Disney do not need more money as much as we fans have a lot of stuff they put out <laughs> let's not forget they are a shitty fucking mega corporation yes. you can't be a mega corporation and not be shitty it's what being a mega corporation is. Yeah. So, good they'll, they'll put Walt on the fucking moon if they were, if they wanted to. Fucking precisely. Yeah, so just to outdo Bezos, you know. Fucking go for it, Scarlet. I say, well done for it. Um, I mean, you're coming back anytime soon. No, <laughs> you could have. They might have imagined. I think he's going to be in Garden of the Galaxy Three. If they find a way to go to uh, where the Soul Stone is and they save Gamora, they'll go. But what about Black Widow? Anyway, <laughs> can we? <laughs> Couldn't we save uh, Black Widow? <laughs> no, they'll be at the bottom of like the big cliff. Mm. What are they, Black Widow? And then just... <laughs> she'll just drop again. Oh no, due to this very intricate soul stone rules, you can't bring her back ever. Forget her, she we're, didn't exist. We're in the universe where ScarJo didn't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> what if I... What if I... Oh, look at Toby McGuire going that way. That's starting tomorrow. What if? Man. What if? That's tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so that's tomorrow. The Captain Carter episode's the first one. Captain Ooh. Carter. I, I'm annoyed it's not Captain Britain, but I'll Darren take it. Captain didn't know that. Now has stuff to watch on a Wednesday. Yeah. Guess what's back on a Wednesday, though? Was it? Say it with me now. Jesus Hospital! Let me tell you about Jesus Hospital. <laughs> I know we're at the end of a fucking review of the Suicide Squad, but we, we're in the kind of after hours, you know. <laughs> fucking if this, if, if this was... entertainment after dark. If, if we this was in oak. any way remotely successful right now, we would have spun the wheel of mythicality and the second show would have started. Oh, we really would, wouldn't we? God <laughs> damn it. Uh, right, let me talk, tell you real quick. I know you people need to know my opinions of Jesus Hospital. I need to check again. Do you have any intention of ever watching Jesus Hospital? Maybe. I enjoy you telling okay, me about so it and I do the concept of watching it. It's... The first episode is a hell of a thing because they genuinely have a really beautiful montage of the COVID thing. Oh. Of literally taking it from the start until kind of now-ish. Mm. So we kind of... It's not behind us, but, you know... We're mid-vaccine season. The the, the peak is h- fucking touched every piece all of wood. All the wood. Is behind us now. Mm. And they do it all to like a really nice cover of It's a Beautiful World, um, the Lou Armstrong song. Mm. And it's really good and really powerful. Like, and it really does you. And then I'm like, okay, so are we just going to be dealing with COVID? Because that's fine. You put one of the main characters that had COVID and he's now in a fucking um, coma and stuff. Mm. 
they decided that <laughs> that wasn't enough. And to add a little spice to the first episode of COVID, they added a plane crash. <laughs> they added a plane crash, um, and they didn't have the they they didn't have the resources they need. But he found another hospital, and they had excess of a resource they did have, but not the one he needed. And then he found another hospital, and then wouldn't you know it, all the hospitals needed each other's things. So Max Goodwin, because of course that's his name, he fucking traded everybody, and all the hospitals got what you needed, because all things are possible if you, you believe, believe in, in Jesus, Jesus Hospital. hospital. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. And... They had a dream sequence that got the man who was in the coma out of the coma. <laughs> His dead wife came to him in the coma and said, you need to be strong for your granddaughter who BT Dubs has just been born at the same time you were about to die. And that gets VJ out of the coma because, again, all things are possible when you believe in, in Jesus, Jesus Hospital. Hospital. So <laughs> it's off to a hell of a fucking start. I want them to commit to Jesus Hospital already. Oh, God, I want it more than anything. <laughs> That's the what if I need. What if Jesus Hospital <laughs> was Jesus Hospital? Um... <laughs> I'm becoming more convinced by the day. Peak, season two was the peak of my, I actually think they're fucking with me. Um, <laughs> I, I think, if anything, this has gone, even with the fucking dead woman fucking telling him his granddaughter's alive, I think that has now kind of petered out a little bit. Yeah. But we're only three episodes in. It's genuinely been fantastic <laughs> so far. Like, for the first half of the, the of the first episode, they actually went easy. Have I ever told you about the really annoying drum sound effects they have in Yes, you have, yeah, yeah. They didn't have those. And then they came back from a break when it was like, right, it's fun season now. He went fucking mental. It was like they got animal from the fucking movies. I can't hear the dialogue for the fucking dumb guy. Thank you for your latest update on uh, Jesus, Hospital. Jesus Hospital. I will inform you fully at the end of uh, the year. We might do another media of COVID. We don't know yet because um, the movie schedule is like, it's getting there. But it's not as like frequent as we kind of need it to be. I mean, what if's going to be good to fill a gap? But uh, what else is on the docket, Michael? What else is on the docket? So mm. Jungle Cruise, we talked about. We yes. will get around to Jungle Cruise. Have you seen the Free Guy reviews? No. Real fucking good. Genuinely? Uh-huh. Don't look that fucking good, does it? I don't know. It's Ryan Reynolds in a funny, you know, out there comedy. Hmm. We like those. Yeah, so. we, we don't like it when things take on gamer culture because they never get it right. Ah, unless... It's not based on a video game itself. I draw you to Scott Pilgrim and Ready Player One yeah. and so on. As long as it's not actually about a video game. You make a good point. You are fine. So there's that. Um, um, Shang-Chi is coming up in September as well as Venom. Jesus Christ, Venom. 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 Uh, June's apparently coming out. Uh, not in June, which is disappointing. No, disappointing uh, indeed. Uh, and eventually, well, well, for me, it's like obviously Spider-Man's off in the distance but Last Night in Soho is coming up real fast and I'm mm. very excited that fucking did you watch the trailer? I did I did watch the trailer <laughs> it was interesting it certainly I'll was give it that um, so yeah we've got all of that and more in the not too distant there is a Bond movie coming as well but that is uh, <laughs> at some point yeah we'll see oh god I'm going to have to watch Spectre again to and of course going. Uh, the next big one mm. Um, so, so, so Pokemon Region 3 fell apart real bad. It did. I'll, you know what? When we do the Feral Entertainment After Dark bit of that podcast, I'll probably talk through some of the ideas I have for my, my third region. Mm. I got as far as making some Pokemon. No clue what the story was going to be, but we'll fill you in on the disaster that was, uh, at the end of that podcast. But, however, it gave birth to something beautiful. 
Because after we got Pokemon Legends Arceus, mm-hmm. I, I made the, the observation, wouldn't it be great if we talked about Pokemon spin-off games? Uh-huh. And then the ideas started, didn't they? <laughs> oh, did the ideas start, Michael? <laughs> I can already tell you now, we are not pitching the same Pokemon spin-off game. Nope. We are at two ends of a spectrum. Yep. I know that because Mike has kind of told me what... He hasn't given me much details other than like a little bit of a synopsis. I kind of know what his is about. I don't think you've figured out what mine is yet. No, I haven't. Oh, excellent. The only tip I've given him is that when I've tried to describe it to my fiance, it has put it to sleep no less than five times. So it is a natural sedative, which is worrying for an entertainment podcast. Mm. But uh, Bearing in mind, we couldn't even use the one that I've already pitched, which was the You Are Young Professor Oak game. Yes, because they that's Arceus. We yep. birthed that into the world. Their hope is that we actually birth two more games into it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking brilliant? But uh, yeah. All those are coming uh, very, very soon. They are. Um, in when... person. In person to touch his We're head. back. Oh, that was um, weird. <laughs> so um, where are they going to find all these wonderful podcasts, Michael? You can go and find all these podcasts, certainly to us talking about them, on our Twitter and Instagrams, which is at that Michael for me and at the Guttridge for Darren. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Jesus Christ, I forgot all the things we're on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Only these now, Fowley and T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Uh, as well as... Darren's making a... I'm sorry, real quick. Idris Elba yes. is playing Knuckles in Sonic 2. What the fuck? <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>